0: what's going on fellow photogs my name is david korea this is all access pass behind the barricade i want to thank you so much for tuning into the show and just give you an idea of what you're getting yourself into here we're going to be talking about concert photography we're also going to be talking about artist portraiture we're going to go over some gear we're going to go over some settings for that gear And best of all, I'm going to have my friends on the show that are both local as well as national photographers. We're going to pick their brain. We're going to ask them how they do what they do. And we're going to see if we can maybe learn from each other here. Guys, please hit that subscribe button down below. Make sure you send me some comments. Tell me who you want to hear on the show. Tell me how I'm doing or just say, hey, what's going on? All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the episode right now. What's up, guys? Episode number two starts now. Today on the show, we're going to have my good buddy, Scott Balin, of Mr. Homebrew Photography from right here in Baltimore, Maryland. I met this kid about a year and a half ago in a photo pit, real goofy dude with big bushy beard, but I tell you what, he is a cool guy dude and i tell you he is a solid photographer as well making quite a name for himself here in the baltimore area so i got to get up with him on the phone the other day picked his brain a little bit had a great conversation and we're going to go ahead and play that now guys thank you so much for tuning in again here we go all right guys so i'm here with mr scott balen of mr homebrew photography scott did i say that right that's correct all right man how you doing doing very well Taking a little break from uh, editing photos, actually. Oh, gotcha. Who are you editing right now?
1: Uh, Job works from last night.
0: Oh, they're so good. I uh, I shot them. What was it? I think it was the ne- uh, not the nextival the uh, the food truck festival in Towson. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were they were real good. A lot of fun to shoot.
1: Yeah, it was actually. I've been a fan of theirs since I was twenty one. I'm thirty six now, so fifteen years. And Sick. it's actually the first time that. I've actually shot them
0: oh that's cool that's awesome man did uh did they have the full horn section last night or was it just the uh what's the trombonist i think
1: it was the uh three-piece horn so trumpet trombone sax that's so sick
0: yeah dude and uh scott I, i believe his name is scott right the lead singer
1: yes scott painter yeah
0: yeah he's a cool dude and he uh he does a lot of good work in the city uh you know mentoring youth and uh seems to be trying to put out a good vibe. Absolutely. So, that's awesome, man. Uh, who else played last night?
1: It was uh, the Troll Tribe.
0: Oh, they're so good. I want to shoot them so bad.
1: Yeah, I've got them quite a few times, actually. I shot them uh, twice yesterday because <laughs> they cool. were also at uh, East Port of Rockin'.
0: Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How was that show?
1: It was a lot of fun. I actually was surprised that the what the clouds actually broke. Cause everybody was planning for rain and it turned out to be sunny. That's cool. That's,
0: that's awesome, man. That's going to, um, hopefully turn out good in the pictures. I love outdoor pictures the most for, uh, for like festivals and things like that.
1: Yeah. I usually like it best when it's outdoor at night. Really? I, I think that's also me being used to dark rooms.
0: Yeah, well, that that's the whole reason why I like the the daytime like festival stuff because it's a it's a break from from having to push the ISO and uh, you know really work for the pictures. <laughs> so sometimes it's nice to take a little bit of a break. Very
2: true.
0: So uh speaking of taking breaks, um, I guess we can segue into that. You never take a break. You're uh it seems like uh you're out there pretty much every weekend, sometimes twice a week. Um I think there was a few times when I've seen you working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um is that uh is that something that you just you enjoy working that much or are you just
1: getting uh requests to to shoot or what? A little bit of both. Um mostly something I enjoy doing. You know, on a sad note, I don't really have a lot of friends in this area. Mm. And so pretty much just keeps me occupied more than anything. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, I mean,
0: I, uh, I, I believe I met you, um, in the beginning of your photography career. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, correct. Um, I believe it was both next and the here's the night show at, um, uh, live center stage
0: yeah that's what it was i think i think the first time i met you was at live center stage for um for here's to the night the uh the the 80s cover uh,
1: yeah not, the new romance yeah
0: new romance that's right that's cool man yeah it's been about a year and a half i guess uh, a little
1: over a year actually i haven't quite run into those pictures from my honest day yet
0: oh gotcha yeah, that was a good show, man. That was a good show. Here's to the night always puts on a, on an excellent show. And I unfortunately uh had to leave before uh New Romance. Mm-hmm.
1: So Yeah, sorry to hear that. Um And also I remember like meeting of all people, Chris Kirkpatrick of Instinct that night.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's super cool with it too. Uh he, he loves taking pictures and uh we were um he was like asking me to take pictures of him with the fans and everything. I think I think mm-hmm. you actually got a few pictures of him with fans too, didn't you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I actually got him like Looked like his mind was blown watching here so night. Uh, yeah, Yeah. and
0: he he works with them all the time too, which is kind of cool. Like they have this really uh really cool relationship with each other and they actually have uh Principal Belding going to be there uh what is it next month or something at the next okay. one.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uh he doesn't look like Principal Belding anymore, but he's still a uh, still a cool dude. That that was it's, a good show, man.
1: Yeah, it's still like an icon right there. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's cool, man. So, um, yeah, next of all was rad. Um, we shot. Uh, who was it? Pasadena and the elevators. Um, pressing strings was there. Um, God, so many good bands.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That was a that was a overall fun night. Um, you yeah, know, it was kind of bittersweet with it being the like Pasadena farewell tour.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: But you know, still, it's uh, you know a lot of history there and definitely wish everybody from the band the band all ever success and it seems like uh, they are reaching that on their individually
0: oh absolutely yeah i um i was down in ocean city uh maybe a month ago and we saw uh joey harkham at uh, ocean 13 this uh, little hole in the wall bar down there in the city and it's just a really cool venue but yeah we saw him doing his thing solo and um it's, it's rad man i'm really glad that everybody's kind of off doing their own thing and zach's doing his band and they're amazing and mm. uh you know it's just good people doing good stuff
1: absolutely and you can definitely see like their musical differences in a good way and definitely helps to bring diversity to the scene
0: oh absolutely absolutely yeah one one band broke up and it it you know paved the way for uh you know so many so many bands like to or so many people to spread out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of diversify the scene, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool, man. So, um, so I guess we'll start with, uh, like what, what got you into concert photography? What, what drew you to it? And I guess brought you to the, uh, here's to the night show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess, uh, I've always enjoyed going to concerts. Like I've always been like a music fan. Like my nineties kid dream was working for HFS Love oh, the HF sick. Festivals. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and once again, you know, once moving around, I grew up in Baltimore County in Parkville area. You now they have like Parkville, Essex, Dundalk, you know, all my friends were kind of in Baltimore County. Right, right. And then around 2015, I moved to Hartford County Then I moved to Howard County. And fortunately, don't really catch up with my friends as much that you know, I did have. So I was just kind of like building my time and you know, knowing that what I knew about the local music scene and being familiar with Bubba Pasadena higher education since about 2013-ish. Yeah, so I would go find that, you know, catch them out, see who they play with. And one day I was bored and went to go see Bon Bentley over at, I think, Peary's in Odenton. Oh, yeah, it's a cool place. And what I was doing at the time, I was doing a lot of Facebook Live, just to help uh, promote the bands on on my own, pretty, just to get their name out and show that Baltimore and Maryland as a whole is such a has a great music scene, like absolutely. deep in town absolutely. And if you look at my Facebook picture, it actually has the uh, meme where you tells me to change my mind. <laughs> that was cool. I saw it the other day. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> And people are debating me, but at the same time, like I want facts. You know, I want to see like people go out and explore their local music scenes. That's what's going to take to change my mind. Not so much. Oh, you go to a bar every night and hear, you know, bands. Okay, can you name a band? Can you name some of their songs?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, So that that's where I kind of stood with my argument, and people are starting to see like, hey, you're kind of right. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, dude, uh, Maryland has probably one of the best music scenes. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you you and I really haven't talked about like my history, but, uh, but yeah, man, I've, I've, I've toured this entire country and mm-hmm. uh you know i've seen a bunch of music scenes and, and they're all really they're really cool in their own respects but um there's just something about the maryland scene like everybody's just so supportive of each other the the venues yes,
1: for the the most camaraderie. part. yeah i mean it's, it's, uh, it's really cool well, i think that's what it is in, in a nutshell the like camaraderie and you can go to a show if a band has off you're going to see people from other bands in the audience oh yeah absolutely And that I just love seeing support, and I love seeing everybody as literally one big, awesomely dysfunctional family. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. Yeah, you're definitely seeing like bands like Ballyhoo and Buffalo Nuggies on a lot of different bands' radars right now. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if in 2021, aka not this coming 311 cruise, but the following 311 cruise. That Bumpin' uglies is on that lineup. Oh, that I am making sick. that bold. I'm making that ball prediction right now. <laughs> 2021, three eleven crew seven Bumpin' uglies.
0: That <laughs> that'd be sick. That would be sick. I uh, I know that the the three eleven crews just just going out with the three eleven camp. It doesn't matter what show it is, what festival it is. It always seems to just projectile bands into you know. Uh, I mean it, it. It's such a it's such a forward motion for bands. You know what I mean? Going out with 311 because 311's fans are so cool and they're so accepting of other bands. And typically, the bands that 311 brings on with them to whatever show or tour they're they're doing, you know, it it's just uh, like I said, it's a projectile. You know what I mean? They just yeah just go into the future and and start making music and make money and you know live their dreams.
1: and um absolutely i know um yeah valley who got a big you know that was their big break going on a couple of 311 cruises absolutely soja got huge uh red gold greens on the up yeah let's talk about red gold
0: green for a minute those are some cool dudes have you uh have you shot for them yet i had
1: once uh, and i hate to talk uh negative about a venue
0: uh-huh well we'll but just leave the, the venue nameless then
1: <laughs> okay, uh, let's just say that they were opening for 11 in the area and the lighting was pretty much impossible to work with. And that was just not you know, me alone saying that. It was other photographers that said that everything that they shot was almost a uh, garbage can, unfortunately.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: I hate when that happens. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things you live and learn
0: true
1: and there's always next time aka nextable they just got announced
0: yeah 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 i saw that that was pretty cool
1: absolutely i just gotta find out uh, i can put that on my schedule
0: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm trying to get on nextable this year um but i haven't i haven't confirmed everything yet um I, i was asked to do it and for some reason I, I don't know why i just uh i haven't followed through and, and now i don't even know if i have a spot left
1: <laughs> all right yeah i haven't heard anything uh from from billy i think we should uh definitely send a link to this uh podcast lens uh on <laughs> there you go we'll we'll tag
0: team him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man um next of all that's uh that's next week isn't it uh
1: it's the 13th through
0: the 15th oh so not next week so, so it's kind of like my last month
1: yeah <laughs> that's
0: gonna be good man i think the elevators are coming back this year aren't they
1: i know and um you know really stuck to see them again once again i don't know if that's gonna fall on my schedule mm. make it work they were man. To, yeah they're supposed to play well they were on tour um a few months ago right but um yeah with roots of creation and cashed out and Elevators were on tour with them but that was one of the few dates that they couldn't make.
0: Mm, that sucks.
1: So I was joking with them saying, "Hey, you guys owe me a you guys owe me a show."
0: <laughs> yeah, so funny story about the Elevators. Um they're they're really good homies of mine and uh and they're always like so accommodating and and nice people. And so I I kind of like fangirled out if you will um we, we were down at my, me and my wife were down in ocean city and like we went down there specifically for the elevators and uh it was at the Riptide Pool Bar uh, have you been there before i believe so yeah it's like the the summer destination for bands in ocean city it's really cool it's like a uh this like uh concrete patio that's like right on the beach and uh there's like a really rad pole that's right next to it. And um, you know, there's like this pop-up tent that's the the get gnarly tent. And um, you know, bands just go there, they bring a PA and just have fun on the beach. I mean it's really, really cool. But um but yeah, I uh I've seen the elevators a few times and shot for them a few times and then we went to this ocean city date. And, uh, we got there and I was like, you know, like I said, fangirling out and I bought this, um, this like ocean city trinket. It was like a bottle opener, like a shark bottle opener. Mm -hmm. And I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to give these guys this bottle opener. And, and I felt really, uh, you know, I felt like a 14 year old girl doing it. And then, uh, to make matters worse when I gave it to him, I was like, Hey, since your first time in ocean city, you know, thinking these Boston boys have never been to ocean city before they're like, Oh no, we love ocean city. We've been here tons of times. I was like, cool, have this shark bottle opener then. It says Ocean City on it, and I'm going to go ahead and bury my head in the sand now. (laughs) I'm sure they appreciate it either way. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, From what I understand, they keep it in their van, and uh, they use it for for opening bottles of soda while they're driving. Uh, Here you go. Here's a good question for you. Apple or uh, that other company?
1: Oh, I'm all Android, and I'm not Samsung.
0: Okay, okay yeah i i yeah. uh, i just started transitioning over to uh to like a lot of google stuff mm-hmm. um i really like google products now so uh i feel like i have an iphone i have a a macbook ipad apple watch whole nine yards everything apple but
1: it's all running like google stuff it's i think before too long it's gonna be one of the same yeah probably
0: i don't know i've actually uh uh stopped using Certain uh streaming and download services for for others that are uh, that are not Apple.
1: Well, I've been a you know huge uh, Google Play fanboy for since Android came out, and I will say Google Play Music for ten dollars a month also gets you like their premium YouTube subscription. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I can actually do this in person. Good little bar trick. Play a YouTube video. Press the home screen. And YouTube still plays. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I see all these uh, people share memes like, why haven't they found a way to go to home stream while playing YouTube? I'm like, it exists.
0: <laughs> you just can't have an Apple. Right. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Well, I think actually, no, it might actually work on Apple if you subscribe to Google Play Music. Oh, that's cool. Gavin? Try that for sure because i know i'm not sure if anybody that actually uses an apple product uses google play, google play music
0: um well i just downloaded google play music because um the podcast uh, shameless plug is mm-hmm. available on google music yeah and uh, yeah. so i just downloaded it uh for that uh and i haven't really dug into it yet because i'm i'm a big spotify guy i love spotify
1: yeah, what's good about them is that it's cross-platform. So if you do go from Apple to Android, Android Apple, you can use Spotify either way. Right, exactly. Yeah, except one time I, I think I was trying to listen to some reggae band, uh, Cloud Nine Vibes out of Jacksonville, Florida, and it was spot- I tried it on Spotify, and it played like two of their songs. The next thing you know, it was like Avril Lavigne. Like, how do you go from like reggae to Avril Lavigne?
0: That's interesting.
1: It wasn't so, Skater Boy, was it? I can't remember. I just remember it was her. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a fit, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's like, well, you'll play a couple of your songs, but if you don't subscribe to us, then we're going to have to. He's going to give you Top 40 Pop, and you're going to like it. I'm like, no. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've I've uh, I've been a Spotify member for years so I, I don't remember uh, what commercials sounded like or you know what the platform looked like without the the subscription
1: oh anyway um speaking of uh no ads the google play music no <laughs> ads on youtube
0: really that's cool yeah those are the worst but i, I understand <laughs> you you know you gotta uh you know these these content creators they gotta make money so i mean it makes sense but it's just so annoying when you're watching it as a consumer
1: Oh, it's worse when you're watching a web video and then in the middle is the ad.
0: Oh, oh. Like, when you mean like when the ads are like in the middle of the video, like eight times?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no, that that is the worst. I, I changed my Yeah.
1: Mind. <laughs> I I'd rather sit through four minutes of commercials and then have the full video.
0: Oh, not me. Not me. I'm so impatient. When I click a video on YouTube, I want it just to load and play. And uh, like I, I, I always count down with the countdown timer. It's like skip this ad in five, four, three, and like I'm getting my finger all like jittery. And then as soon as the the skip skip ad pops up, like I'm, it, it's like uh, it's like NASCAR, like or not NASCAR, uh, like uh, drag racing. You know when the light turns green, or you just hit the gas pedal and go. Go, mm-hmm. like, hit as fast as I can. I hate ads. So anyway, uh, getting back on track here, <laughs> cause we started talking about phones, uh, which is, uh, I don't, I don't really think that this, uh, you know, this goes with that, uh, with that kind of podcast. So, um, so what else do you have coming up? Like, uh, anything cool coming up, uh, something next week, right. With, uh, black Marsala. Marsala? Uh, ma- ma- masala.
1: <laughs> Once again, chicken, chicken, masala.
0: Chicken, masala. Got it.
1: Uh, ma- masala, Not Italian. We're talking Indian.
0: Okay. I- I'll, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And uh, the, uh, the upstart is playing there too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the soundry? Correct. Cool.
1: Actually, their saxophone player, Emerson, actually picked up the venue for the first time last night. Sent to his bandmates, and I think they're gonna, everybody's going to love the venue. Everybody has played there has so far loved the venue. Yeah, it looks pretty sound, cool. Yeah, sound is crisp. Like You don't really need earplugs when you're there.
2: Wow, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, they know their venue, they know the sound, they can adjust depending on how the room fills, and it's just very clean.
0: Now, you shot there a bunch, like you're pretty much their house photographer, aren't you, like unofficially?
1: Yeah, unofficially.
0: <laughs> yeah, you. how many times have you shot there? I mean, they've only been open for less than a month.
1: Yeah, so they had like a soft open like VIP event um, May 30th and they officially opened up on June 1st. Okay. So, so far I've shot uh, from New Orleans, Bonorama, Joe Pug, Pressing Strings, Yellow Dub
2: Marine. Oh, they're so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was definitely an awesome show.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> it was my first time. My first time seeing them, also.
0: Yeah, I've never seen them live. I'm so bummed.
1: Yeah, and the way I got in there was, um, I've been in, I've been friends with one of their um, associate managers there for quite a while, for a few years now. Uh huh. And once I heard about the venue and found that they were connected to Clyde's. I just got the information I needed um, to who to email for photo passes. And this is one of the rare times where I actually go through the venue instead of going through the bands for photo passes. Right. Um, And once I got that information, build a relationship with uh, their marketing manager and just pretty much show what shows I'm interested in. And they give me a yes or no.
0: Is that Nicole over there? Uh,
2: the marketing manager
1: is uh,
2: Keith uh, Burquist. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so you know, just once you see the lineup, and you just send him a quick little email saying, "These are shows I'm interested in," and he'll tell me yes or no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They have a nice, uh, good, uh, diverse uh, lineup. Especially, will, definitely a good thing as Columbia tries to identify what their music scene's going to be. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because you think about it. like Annapolis is more singer-songwriter. Right, right. And Baltimore has more like the rock and uh, a little more, like I say, more like the metal bands.
2: Right,
0: yeah. Ven- and, yeah, venue-wise too.
1: The, yeah, and then the reggae scene kind of built up more so through like, the Annapolis scene. Like right. And Ronald County, along the coast, pretty much. So, being such a in-between like area and also dc with the jam bands. oh yeah you yeah know, yeah absolutely
0: i wish you know, i could kind of get out the, there more
1: yeah so just think about that like you know columbia is kind of like in the middle of those three like major areas hmm. yeah so it's definitely interesting to see like what would truly evolve out of that scene
0: well Transcendent's going to start uh booking shows at the soundry right
1: i don't anything about uh transcendent um I, I guess i haven't heard anything from kevin yet I know uh, Chris from Six uh, L Entertainment. Uh, he booked the job work Show last night.
2: Oh, okay, gotcha. Hmm. that's interesting. That's interesting. I uh,
0: I can't wait to get out there and see how the venue is. How is there a uh, is there a photo pit there, or is it just a floor?
1: It's just a floor. Um, lighting is beautiful.
0: Well, that's always good.
1: You, you talking about bringing your ISL up? Um you can usually get away with eight hundred or sixteen hundred iso there oh, that's great, yeah, so you're not like having to blow everything up. In fact, uh, it's time is a little bright because they have some good beams, they use uh, projection lighting.
0: Hmm. that's awesome. that's that's always nice to have.
1: And you actually can even um shoot it with the uh, zoom lens from across the room, which I don't really use uh, my zoom lens at all for concerts. Unless it's uh from a soundboard. Right. But there I can use it if I wanna stand from across the room to get closer. But usually I just get away with uh either the fifteen millimeter or the twenty four millimeter time hmm. lenses.
0: Well there God, see see that's the problem with uh with with talking candidly on a podcast is it like there's so many topics that come up that like have perfect segues and I don't don't know which way to go. Like I'm at a fork in the road because one, on one hand we had talked about how, uh, you had emailed the, um, the marketing manager to get your photo pass. Um, which makes me want to talk about, uh, how you typically get your photo passes and how you learned how to get your photo passes. And then like another part of me, Kind of wants to talk about gear. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about your lenses and stuff. So, like, I don't know which way to go. So, how about this? How about this? We're just going to leave it open and you just start talking about one of those two things and we'll go that way.
1: <laughs> and then we'll All circle right. back around <laughs> to the other one. Okay. So, I guess we start about talking about the uh, photo passes first. Um, because right. I did mention that with Soundry, I go through the venue. Um, more times than not, I tend to go through the bands. Yeah, which has worked for me you know, since I shot. You know, in terms of national bands, I've shot Not Quite a Messing for the people. I've shot Newton Math. I've shot 311 three times now. That's awesome. Yeah, so so far I've like you know gone gone that route. Um. Yeah, but at the same time again, I need to find out more if it's certain. I guess it depends on the venue or the band if it goes through the venue or goes through the band. I'm interested in finding out and if you can help me with this on uh, Messenger, I'm to get the Smashing Pumpkin show
0: ooh that'll be good that's a good one
1: yeah it's over at Royal Farms Arena which I've never shot at the arena before and I just it's need to find out if, like, the big roadblock I'm finding is not being truly attached to any publication
0: right yeah hmm uh, I don't know man Royal Farms is interesting so they um, they they pretty much always re- like the bands the caliber of bands that play at Royal Farms pretty much always require that you're shooting for a publication um, which sometimes is silly because I know uh, there's a few photographers that, uh, that I look up to and they don't shoot for publication they just shoot for themselves and they shoot for the band mm-hmm and they're, they some of the best photographers out there, you know, like people that I would want to represent my image, uh, if I was a band, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's rough, man. It's rough. And, and Royal yeah. Farms is also very, very, um, uh, technical about the three song rule. So it's three songs and then security will escort you out of the building because you're not allowed to have your camera in the building so yeah.
1: it sucks <laughs> yeah because the only thing i'm kind of worried about then is because i actually already have seats right yeah so i wonder if i can set up where i can just checking it check it in somewhere after you know securely right. and go to my seat
0: yeah i mean yeah. that's that's something that you can uh, look into
1: yeah because that also happened with me um once again a venue i like to remain nameless but to the red, gold, green. <laughs> yeah, there's just a big news communication at that venue where one security guard will say, after the three songs, you can shoot anywhere but from the pit. And then another security guard will say, uh, no, you can't have your camera out or you have to leave. And once again, just I'll show that I paid for my ticket. So, yeah, I'll secure my camera
0: but I have a right to be here because I did pay to be here. Right, right. Now, so I don't a- I don't know if it's the venue that I'm thinking of, um, but let me segue into this. What I have found is that that happened to me at one particular venue, uh, Baltimore Soundstage. I don't know if we're talking about mm-hmm. the same place. But oh, we're not. Uh, okay. So, Baltimore Soundstage. So, what I found out uh, and something that has helped me tremendously since I figured this out is... I always ask who the head of security is for the night and I will go and I will get all of my orders from them. And, um, and I will also lay everything out for them. Like, uh, you know, when I work for Joey, uh, the Joey Harkin band, um, you know, I'm, I'm always like, okay, I'm, a, I'm allowed all access to the, to the venue. Uh, I'm allowed stage access, side stage access, backstage access, pit access. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll lay everything out for them. And then, you know, for the bands that I, I just have three songs, you know, I'll be like, hey, listen, w- you know, what are the parameters here? Like after the songs are done, what do I need to do? Because you know that there's some venues that we've shot, you and I have shot together, where you have to put your camera back in your bag. Like you can't walk around and check your pictures. You actually have to put the camera back in the bag. You know, mm-hmm. you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, so I always like to figure out what the rules are. And then if if there's ever, you know, any kind of, you know, oh, you know, he said, she said, well, I'm like, well, the head of security told me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll name drop. And I, I haven't had an issue since. And typically when you talk to the head of security, they really don't care as long as you're not there to mess anything up, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So funny story about the one that uh, gave me the miscommunication. Well, so. you know, being such a sold out show. And I just kind of walked around to where I could just get some a little more breathing room because I do get a little people claustrophobic. Oh yeah. So I found myself in an
2: area where it was high balcony and it turned out like the people I was just, you
1: know, they asked me what was in it and mentioned it was my camera. And mm. they said, well, you do photography. I'm like, yeah. And he just uh, the guy had me take a picture of him and his friends with his iPhone. No big deal. Right. Well, it turns out that the friend of the person asked me to take the picture was the tour manager's girlfriend. Hmm. Tour manager came up, you know, and I asked him, like, I actually wanted to try to get the end of the night, you know, band bow photo. Yeah, you because know, I think that's always a cool one to get. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, you probably can't get back on there in time. And knowing the set times. But you can I'll let you shoot from here. Be sure to email me and also the contact that I had. But yeah, I can cover you both. And that way they know it's okay. You know, I had the band's okay. Right. Through yeah. And since then, uh, the band had actually shared a few of my images on Instagram, tagged me, and it was from that part of the set. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it kind of worked out in my favor.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that did not work out in your favor, you know what I'm going (laughs) to talk about? Let's go. (laughs) I think I I think that honestly, this is pretty important. Um, It was a it was a mistake that was made, I I believe, on your part and the venue's part. Not 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 to throw you out there, but um, it, it was a really good learning experience for you. And oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about so, absolutely yes uh, <laughs> so why don't you share that because that is something that can save um you know the newer listeners or the newer photographers that are listening to the show um that could save them a lot of headache because uh you had a lot of headache that night, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I did uh keep my call you did you did you were it was <laughs> it, it was very um. It was nice to see the level of professionalism that you had, because I know that if that would have been me, I may not have kept my calm. (laughs) Right. But you were just, you were calm as a cucumber the whole time through it. And, you know, you, well, I'll let you explain the story. Why don't you explain the
1: story? Okay. So it was, um, I recently joined, well, at that time I had joined a page called East Rock Roots, which is a Philadelphia based, uh, you know, music photography page. You know, they shared music and positivity. And my contact to them said, "Oh, you're good. You know to shoot. Not going to for the people." And you know, obviously, you think about if you have a certain level of band, you can get anybody below, right? You know, if you have the headline, you can shoot all, all the bands. If you just have the opening band, and that's all you shoot, yeah, typically. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you, I, mean, I showed them the emails back and forth of like who to talk to, and there was obviously a miscommunication and the, what I thought was a, a proof photo pass was not existent. Mm. But it was kind of, you know, be patient, you know, we'll figure this out, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, their tour manager comes out, have you signed, you know, little paperwork and you know, get them the photos within 48 hours, non You Yeah. Know, the usual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but they say like, I can basically shoot, they are banned. And at that point, I missed the first two acts, and they were the third.
2: And right. my dilemma
1: was, looking at the way the photo pass looked, I could have shot the headliner, which was Revolution. Right. And, you know, I kind of, like, weigh my off, you know, I don't want to say, I, you know, take advantage of something that was, take advantage of an opportunity that I didn't really have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I did. So kind of, you know, they decided, I did decide decided not to shoot uh, Revolution. Actually, even decided to leave after the venue because I had to work the next day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it was definitely I didn't want to get uh, blacklisted early in my photography career. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. So good news is uh, they actually remembered me. Not going to mess for the people, and I'll be. So, I actually, I already have an early approval to shoot them July 21st at Meriwether.
0: Oh, that's going to be awesome. Meriwether is my first. venue.
1: Yeah, and this, this will be my first time shooting there, and I live two miles from there. Right. And the funny thing is, I lived in Columbia between 20, 2008 and 2010, and then since 2016. And I've never gone there as a Columbia resident. Oh, wow. I've gone there as other residents, but not Columbia residents.
2: Mm.
0: now what what level of photo pass do you have for that is it just a pit pass or
1: yeah I believe it's gonna be the photo pit for you know first three songs okay and then i guess uh, from there it'll be lawn
0: yeah bring a long <laughs> lens
1: <laughs> well, well you know from there but i'll start you know in the photo pit then go back to whatever spot you find in the lawn yeah yeah no. i to, i'm going to email also their headliner to find out if one approval can get me to a you know, headliner than anything below. Yeah. I,
0: that makes sense. I mean, they should, but it's not always like that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, you know, once you talking about, uh, talking about that, I was invited. That's how I actually got, uh, to shoot mute math was I had a photo approval for one of the opening bands Rome's out of Canada.
2: hmm.
1: And, so uh, i pretty much like found out who i need to talk to on muses camp and mentioned that i had the photo approval for roms and asked you know if it was okay to shoot uh, mute Math as well and uh they actually said it was good and that was that was some of the craziest laying out i've ever shot oh for mute math yeah yeah it's pretty cool because well, they were they were all white so it was almost like their body was they they were the part of the projection screen
0: right exactly that's so cool
1: and another thing was uh, this is where we're going to get talking about photo editing was I learned a lot about the D haze slider in Lightroom that day (laughs) no because when I when I thought it went to my eye it looked like it was just going to be whitewash 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 and when I took the slider I found like some crazy colors in this picture that I couldn't see with the naked eye right so I just kind of put a use that slider and made my best friend that night
0: you know i have a uh, true story i have never used the dehazer slider um it's highly underrated I, yeah i don't even know if i could tell you where it was uh, I, I like to consider <laughs> myself pretty uh pretty lightroom savvy and uh I, I don't even know if i can tell you where it is actually never used it
1: definitely gives some kind of consideration also uh you know, the green at soundstage i had to use that slider quite a bit also
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: Kind of just so we could tones down the beams a little bit and make you know identifies colors, so highly recommended.
0: Yeah, I think I just make too much work for myself when I edit, but <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, I really like the way that I edit. I, I think that, um, I think that's one reason why I wanted you on the show so bad too is because you and I have very different styles of editing, mm-hmm. and um, we've shot you and I have shot so many shows together, and when you look at the pictures, the the vibe of the pictures is completely different, and it's the same. Like we're literally shooting right next to each other, and uh, I just think that's so cool that uh, you know that there that there is so much artistic expression in this that you can mm-hmm. literally stand right next to somebody, take the exact same pictures, and it'll look completely different. Um, and I really like your style. I think that your style is really cool. It's um, it's uh, it's it's really fresh. I guess you know what I mean. Like it's not mm-hmm. the stereotypical concert editing um i don't know yeah where
1: you um and a lot of people are like you gotta get the skin color back to where it was and you know, i don't want to kill the ambiance I and mean, that's uh almost insulting to the production managers
0: right and and you know like i'm i'm in the school of like when i edit pictures i'm in the school of getting skin tones like you said back to skin tone color um but i use like a lot of brushes for mine,, mm-hmm. so it'll change the skin tone and kind of the area around, but then it'll leave the 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 clothes and and the uh um like the backgrounds and things like that. it'll leave them you know deeply colored um you know, and sometimes I'll just change I'll change the skin tone and just the whole picture will be changed with it. it looks cool, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll set the white balance if I find like a good clear shot of the eyes like the way of the eye I can mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that too like a white balance point it's kind of toes down the toes down the you know the colors but doesn't kill the colors right yeah and also the, you know sometimes have that the it goes a little too a uh, little too much and I'll just change it back Yeah, but I really like you know especially in certain venues like sound I really want to show like the production that's involved
0: right and and, and your your, your photos definitely do that you know, like I said, that's it's definitely a a very fresh look on how to edit pictures because your pictures uh, make it seem like you're there. You know, they're not, um, you know, they're and when I say and when I say it, they're not overly polished. I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh-huh. Um, like they 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 make you look like you're immersed in the picture, which is which is awesome, um, or or at the show rather, um, instead of being immersed in the picture the, like the the afterthought, you know. Like what most photographers do, myself included. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty rad.
1: Yeah, hey, that's definitely what I enjoy doing, and that's actually the not the first time I've heard that, and and definitely appreciate that. I feel like yeah, uh, you know, try to do something a little different, even though it's not overly difficult either. And you know, kind of just do a quick uh, tone curve, clarity, mm. and you know from there, it's just crop here, scale here denoise
2: right right yeah i i I tend to
0: try and not use the denoise either um i don't know i have have a really weird style of editing i don't don't know (laughs) like i i kind of want to sit down with with some photographers like like in the same room and just have everybody kind of like explain their workflow um because i think it would be interesting like some things that you know i typically start out with you may not and uh you know I don't know. I, I just think, I think, it's that, interesting. I, think
1: we're, I think we're I think we're onto something because I think it'd be kind of cool to actually sit down and we each have the same you know raw photos to work with, like
0: nothing
1: too sick. busy, like like five or ten photos. Right, right. And I think we should all kind of sit down and you know see what we would do and see how once again like different ending styles can change the picture so much.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really cool, actually.
1: We like should little, uh, little, we should
0: work on that off uh, off the air.
1: Absolutely, Yeah, a little workshop. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, I've got a I've got a program on my computer that we could do that with too. I'm sure you've got something on yours because you're a computer nerd too.
1: Yeah, I think it should be fun just to actually sit down and actually really hang out like, little like a photographer barbecue.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if um I don't know if you heard uh actually I don't think you have heard um but. Um. Actually, you know what? I don't know if I. I'll talk to you off air. I um. I just secured two. Uh, bucket list photographers for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just secured two of them for the podcast, and I am super stoked on it. Oh, and, nice! Uh, yeah, like one of them. You were you had just commented on their page. Uh, I believe it was today.
2: You know what I'm talking about? Foreign. Hmm. Who is it? It's a foreign guy.
1: Um. Uh, oh, the HT. Yeah. Yep. That one. Yeah. He.
0: Oh, nice. uh, yeah. I. And that. And that brings me to. Um. You know. I oh, guess. Sure. I. I guess. Uh, a. Um. Uh, a piece of advice, if you will, for for you know young young photographers or or people that are just starting out. You're not going to get oh. anywhere until you ask. And. Uh, you know, I was just like, ah, oh, let me see if let me see if he'll do it. You know what I mean, like I just threw it out there, and I also emailed a couple more people that were kind of like bucket list like I really wanted to talk to him mm-hmm. and uh the, another one got back to me, which this guy is like the cream of the crop concert photographer like he's been around since like the eighties, and he shot every huge band um that like has ever walked this earth,
1: <laughs> yeah, see I'm also interested in learning like how the old film photographers.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and th- and this That's, guy is is one of those guys that we can talk to about that.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting to hear, actually, because I'm always fascinated by that, like, you know, stuff we have now versus, you know, our forefathers.
2: Yeah they they didn't have that luxury. Can, absolutely. Can you imagine if they took
0: you know on, on a on a regular show for me? I don't know how you work, but I can shoot probably 500 pictures for one band. <laughs> Like, can you imagine shooting 500 pictures with, you know, a 30 shot roll?
1: Yeah. Especially within three songs.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes, (laughs) it takes a minute just, just to, just to refill a roll. And then, you know, you know, between taking the old roll or rewinding it, you know, take opening the door, taking the roll out, putting it in the can you know, fumbling around with that, putting the new role in, getting it lined up perfectly, closing the door, advancing it three frames. And like, it's just nuts. Right. <laughs> you know? And we take advantage of the fact that, you know, to change ISO, all we have to do is hit a button, Right. <laughs> you know, and these guys are like <laughs> locked into their ISO. And, you know, the the only thing that they can do is become better photographers and learn to chase light you know, which is, which is what we all should be learning, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we take advantage of the fact that, you know, I, like, I know you have a good Canon, I use, I use a, a good Nikon and with my Nikon, I mean, I can push it, I can push the ISO extremely high and still get usable pictures. And, um, it- you know, we take advantage of that, you know what I mean? Instead of just slowing down the shutter speed or waiting for a better light beam or something like that, we just bump the ISO and get the shot, you know? mm
1: mm-hmm. I think it also goes with knowing the venue too. Like I, so I kind of enjoy shooting at Soundgreet because as a um, production there is is just top notch.
2: Right. Absolutely. Hmm. Um,
0: well, let's, let's talk about gear a little bit. Um. You know, cause I know that I've always been so fascinated um, by the pictures that you get. Um. And your gear is not, um, it's not like top of the line gear, but you know, you make it work. Like your, your pictures are great. You know what I mean? They're used by, you know, three used use your pictures. I mean, that's pretty rad, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, let, let's just talk about gear a little bit. Cause I, I think that it would, it would really help for, for the listeners to, to hear, um, you know, what you're using and then see your pictures and, mm-hmm. you know, like, wow, I can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: right and it's kind of funny it's like so i pretty much use an entry level dslr canon eos uh, revolt T6, which i kind of almost bought blindly off of qvc right 6 easy payments of 74.99 um <laughs> and and that came with the the you know two lenses the 1855 and uh 70 uh 300 millimeter. right and shortly after I got the camera, my friend, uh, Chris, uh, he loaned me his, uh, millimeter F1.4 lens.
2: Right. Yeah. You've been using but that a lot.
1: I was. And actually finally gave it back to him. I was just finding each other on the same schedule. Oh no. And I didn't, haven't been using it, but I only used it for pretty much a year. You know, I stopped using it after like, let's say five months or so. Right. Because I ended up buying myself the. Fifty millimeter f one point eight. Yeah, sick lens. It, yeah, it's uh it's you know inexpensive lens, but it gets the job done for a nighttime view. Right, it's a, it's a solid low light lens, and it doesn't break the bank. So I was using that for a while, and then I'm finding like my my pictures a lot close. You know, as I get further back, and I really really wanted a wide angle lens, and I found the twenty four millimeter f2.8 which i haven't really seen a lot of concept photographers use that but i find uh when i use it like performers will be willing to get even closer to that lens right. for a shot absolutely i think it's because it's a little more relaxing and so instead of seeing a big protruding twenty four seventy.
0: is that a dig at me
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no just by saying i think it's just the psychology with that
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah, it's just I think it's because uh, it's a small lens. It's not as for shooting. It's almost like about the size of your cell phone. Almost like it's, it's that's that tiny.
2: Right. Mm. Yeah, I think it also depends on the venue
0: too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's certain venues that I will not use my seventy to two hundred. Like I I I won't even bring it. Um, But then there's other venues like Pier Six. Um, you know, I'll bring my 70 to 200 to pier six every single show because you stand back at the soundboard. That's, you know, what, 200 feet away, a hundred feet away from the stage. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can get pictures like you're standing directly in front of the stage at eye level with these people. And, uh, but yeah, like I would never take that to like, you know, coconut Charlie's or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I definitely understand that. And pier six is definitely cool with, uh, photographers after the three i remember actually that show after three songs it was like uh, you could shoot pretty much anywhere
2: yeah absolutely. you just could
1: be in front of the photo pit so if you find a spot like right next to the rail you're so good yeah absolutely yeah, so actually that I, remember, I think it's also funny how like the lighting does get better after the three songs
0: isn't that always the truth God, I, sorry my dog just ran into the microphone Stan um, so, so uh, Baltimore Soundstage when I shot Seether um, uh-huh. it was the entire first three songs was nothing but red light it was just constant red oh that's the worst and not only was it red which is already bad enough in and of itself but it was like super light like the, or super dark so it was like a dark red light and so then, like the old
1: Nintendo Virtual Boy. Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then as soon as the fourth song came on, honestly, oh, my dogs are like trying to knock me over right now. <laughs> Go lay down. Go lay down. Jeez. Anyway, um, yeah. Like after the first three songs, when the fourth song came on, like these bright white lights came on, and like the strobes and everything else. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it was. Dude, I, I that's the worst. That is the absolute worst when you when you show up and the first three songs are like poorly lit and then it's just beautiful lighting afterwards.
2: Mhm.
0: So um All right, so Canon, uh is your uh, is your brand of choice? Um you like your uh your very very low aperture lenses? Mhm. Uh do you have any plans to uh to upgrade? Um, lenses, camera, anything else anytime soon?
1: I think the next on uh, my pipeline actually, what I want to get is a low light fish lens. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, just a you know, very good shot actually. Borrow um, whenever I see people and least, I find uh, Justin Ambrosia working the merch, and I know he has his camera on him. Right, and he lets, and his is a Canon also. So uh, I borrowed his lens a few times, you know, for a few for a few shots and give you vet know,
0: the lens. Does he well, have a, a, does he have a Canon? He does. Oh I thought uh I thought he yeah, I thought he had a Nikon for some reason. Or maybe that was uh Zach's camera.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I know Justin has a Canon. Um but anyway it's like that's also something I like to do also is when I'm in a pit with somebody and I'm sure not everybody be into this but I also don't mind like loaning my lens for somebody to try. Mm.
2: Like
1: if they if they never shot with the 24 2.8. Right. I do let them borrow that for a few shots. Uh,
0: yeah, I I would have to really like I would have to know the person previous. You know, like if if mm-hmm. if I had uh or if you had a Canon and you wanted to use like or a Nikon, rather, and wanted to use my lenses. Like I'd be cool with letting you use them, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I mean, some of the some of the people in the photo pit aren't aren't the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, and and it has nothing to do with their their skill level. It's just they're just sometimes you just meet bad people in the photo pit. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's, <laughs> not usually a play by yeah, like the yeah tip, the, the tip you like I can tell you that um I loaned the the us to was. Another photographer that I was familiar with, and I'm actually shooting his wedding next weekend.
2: Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fun.
1: Um, and then the other one was being uh, Chad's girlfriend from Bum and Nungley's*.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and you kind of feel like you have to say yes at that point.
1: <laughs> well, no, that actually, that was actually me offering. Oh, uh, that's just, cool. Like I saw she was using 855, so I wanted to see if you know maybe she would try a different, like, try a different lens. That's cool. I always recommend that lens because I never see a lot of people use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you'll go right up to twenty four seventy, but you know it's not going to break the bank. I think actually while I'm getting that lens for literally $18 out of pocket. Damn. Because I won a gift card for, um, for Best Buy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was on sale. Mm, and want a couple, cool. and, a, and I won a couple dollars in the slots. So I didn't run the mill, so,
0: like, <laughs> so you got a nice, of, nice lens out, for eighteen bucks.
1: Yeah, out of my old, out of my own money, it was eighteen bucks.
0: Nothing wrong with that, man. That's great.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, so after you get your low light fisheye, what's the uh, what's the next plan of attack?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, actually, that got put on hold due to uh, hard drive issues. Hmm. I did make a post about that uh, last week. Uh, my one portable hard drive, which stored a bunch of my raw photos, is no longer reading. Oh, no.
0: Oh, that's so, that sucks so bad.
1: It does, and I was feeling upset about it for a little bit enough to write about it. But then you know, looking at like, who was left, it was all bands I've shot before this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so they know like, you know I'm definitely good for it and two it kind of felt like a soft you know, like a reset that i needed right i also feel like you know, actually i actually have nothing on my backlog right now because i can't get to it but
0: <laughs> yeah i'm really paranoid about that i i double back up everything so like mm-hmm. i have two western digital drives and uh so i switch out my drives every quarter um and which which really is unpractical because i buy one terabyte drives And Mm -hmm. you know, I don't shoot one terabyte worth of photos in a quarter. Um, but, uh, but no, I always like, uh, save it to the main drive and then I'll save Mm -hmm. it to the backup drive because I lost a drive last year and, um, it had a bunch of like wedding photos, engagement photos, um, like some, some pretty, (laughs) uh, you know, non-replaceable photos. And Mm -hmm. so I I vowed that I would never let that happen again.
1: Yeah, definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I'm actually doing my first two weddings uh, next weekend back-to-back.
0: Yeah, good luck, man. That's the most stressful job in the world.
1: Yeah, well, good news is it's people I know. And these are probably two of the most laid-back people. And neither one's at a church. Well,
2: there you go. That's good.
1: Yeah, so they're both their outdoor weddings. Uh, one's a backyard one's at a state park.
2: Gotcha.
0: So what is the, uh, what is the plan, uh, the future hold for, uh, for Mr. Homebrew Photography?
2: What are your goals?
1: Um, you know, with, uh, I would love to, I guess, be able to, I guess, know that I can make it a full-time thing where I can re- replace my full-time income. Right. Yeah. Right now it's a nice little supplement to my income, but it's not, it's not going to make me leave my day job.
0: Oh, absolutely
2: not. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so I definitely would love to be able to get to that point where I know that uh, it can replace my day job, which that will also open me up for more concerts during the week because right now I can only play show on the weekends. Right. because yeah, everything on the weekdays is usually in Baltimore or in Annapolis or in D.C. And driving 40 minutes on a weekday, getting home at 11, trying to get photos in a tiny manner and yeah, not feasible right because I do like to spend my little breaks at work doing a quick little couple of edits just to kind of get caught up a little bit um so yeah that's pretty much I guess like the end goal
2: to say to do it like full time
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah best in the short I guess in the short term would be to find myself a publication to shoot for to get some of the uh, get some of the bigger bands It just, I don't want to lose sight of the local bands by any means.
0: No, not at all.
1: But, you know, having some of the bigger bands does look good in portfolio.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I I noticed that when when I started shooting um, some of the bigger bands that I've shot um, and putting those up on my website, that that's when work started to roll in, you know, and that's when photo passes became super easy to get. Let me ask you this, because um, you said you've been doing this for about a year. Mm-hmm. If you had to give some sort of advice to a newer concert photographer, what do you think that advice would be? Like, if you could dig down deep in the in the wisdom hold,
1: start local. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's good. Yeah, I mean, plain and simple. You start with the local bands. You grow with the local bands and the opportunity will come
2: yeah
0: absolutely and what i found too is that the local bands um you know some of them have connections with the bigger guys and uh Mm -hmm. you know they will be more than happy to vouch for you for sure
1: absolutely it's all about endorsements uh and that's another thing i will say about uh we talked about transcendent uh, events earlier um you know it's interesting seeing his bands opening up for some of the national acts that come to town yeah absolutely and so you get it. you know, once again, you work in a local scene, you can go with the local scene and when they have the opportunity to play for a larger band, you know, you're going to get that opportunity.
0: Yep. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Very good piece of advice. Um, you know, I think, I think it's kind of a, it's a good piece of advice and it's also the way it typically works anyway, you know, whether you like it or yeah. not, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you have to start local. You have to build relationships with people not only promoters but also photographers other photographers and the bands so i know that it's definitely it's definitely been cool um the the maryland photographers especially you know we seem to be a pretty tight group of people here
1: yeah i definitely i definitely agree that you know with that um
0: you know certain shows
1: where the space just isn't there i've seen like where kind of like it's a little tag team tag in. you get your shots tag me in
0: yeah absolutely and you, and you have yeah. to you know because we're all there for the same reason we want to get the best shot
1: right and you know in time to compete it's like you know there's you know, it takes a nanosecond to shoot one photo so
0: right now there it are other coming- people that uh that like to hog that center spot though yeah, not like anybody to, in I, our circle
1: but you know what I mean yeah I like, I like to move around I have too much ADHD to stay in one spot
0: yeah I mean I'll typically stay in the center until I get like the shot that I want and then I'll, I'll move. But typically when, when I'm hogging the center like that, it's because I'm shooting for somebody, whether it's the band or a publication. Mm. And so I kind of feel almost entitled (laughs) to stand there. Um, But, you know, at the same time, like, you you, you know, you're right. You gotta, you gotta shoot and move, you know, you can't just stay stagnant. Maryland photographers are are really, really good people, you know, Um, Elizabeth and Maggie, And Ian, um, Tiffany, you know, I'm sure you can probably list a whole bunch of people too.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris Gamber, uh, Chantel Breen. Oh, Chantel, she's awesome. Yeah, Olivia Clark. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And definitely, it's definitely a nice little uh, network. um, And it's nice to see other people, you know, want to try it out too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And good thing about Maryland is, once again, it's, there's enough to go around, so
0: <laughs> plenty more than enough.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel bad if I can't do multiple shows, uh, it can be a, when it's like, it can't be two places at once or three places at once. Right. <laughs> yeah. But one can only hope that there's, if I'm not there, somebody else is covering it.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, and if not, there's always another one, you know? Mm hmm. So, so is there, uh, is there anything else that you would like to leave us with? Uh, any words of wisdom, any uh you know anything anything at all
1: stay positive and love your life
0: boom there it is <laughs> you heard it first all right awesome man well uh once again uh thank you so much for uh for taking the time to talk to me tonight um i know it's late and i know i have to get to bed for work in the morning for that uh that mm-hmm. nine to five job uh, i'm sure you got to do the same thing
1: yeah seven thirty to four thirty. yeah how's the scene up there
0: Uh, photography. Mm Hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool, actually. Um, there's uh, there's the Foundry, uh, the Electric Factory, uh, TLA. Um, there's a bunch of really really cool theaters up there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I like it. There's there's not a lot of uh, competition up there, or not necessarily competition, but there's not a, when I say competition, like there's not a lot of people in the pit that you have to like fight against, if you mm-hmm. will, like to try and get room. Um, the shows that I've shot up in the Philly area have all been like me and one other person at most, which is really nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, um, let me ask you this. Um, if there's one local band for Philly that you would like to uh, introduce me to, who would it be?
0: A local band from philly mm-hmm. uh honestly, I couldn't answer that because um I really don't know the the Philly music scene that well mm-hmm. um the the concerts that I've shot in Philly have all been national acts okay um, now, I guess I could introduce you to or could uh talk about one band um they're mm-hmm. really cool guys um they're a band called left to vanish i think I think they're called left to vanish I'm gonna feel really stupid if they're not. <laughs> uh <laughs> but they played a show with uh Fit for a King. Mm-hmm. Um a few months ago. I think it was December maybe. See, there there I go with a few months ago again. It was probably like last week. Um but no, they they played the show. They they were a, a opening act for them and they're really really cool guys and Sean um he runs the venue. So uh so that was kind of cool. Um They got a cool lighting setup too. It's really challenging to shoot Um, and i like Mm -hmm. challenging lighting setups Uh, they have like the the light boxes that are behind the cabs and they fire directly at your lens yeah and i I love stuff like that where it's like really challenging to shoot and but it it creates this like really interesting contrasty uh you know artist portrait almost you know what i mean like i like i like stuff like
1: that I think uh, sound-wise, I'd I definitely like to uh, introduce uh, the Upstars again. Mm, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm shooting the moments again Saturday at Soundry. Check them out. Uh, nice blend of, you know, it could be punk, it could be ska, it could be R&B, you know, just such good uh, genre blending.
2: hmm
1: And they have all, Stones have have very positive messages, too.
0: That's most important.
1: Mm-hmm
0: cool man all right man well i'm gonna let you go um get back to your night
1: all right sounds good sounds good man <laughs> enjoy your night
0: hey man thanks once again for uh, for talking to me all right all right once again that was scott Balin of mr homebrew photography checking in with us like i said cool dude He's great to be around, excellent to shoot with in the pit, and just a really genuinely nice guy to talk to about literally anything. Uh, guys, next week on the show, I'm going to have my good friend, Elizabeth Peterson, joining us. And uh, she is currently out on the road with Warped Tour. And uh, this is the final Warp Tour. God, it sucks to say that so much. Um, you know me personally I've had a lot of really good memories there uh, but I'm really excited that Elizabeth is going to be out there shooting the whole tour because I'm sure some cool stuff is going to happen since this is the last one and I can't wait to see the pictures she comes away with Uh, she's busted her butt to get there she's a genuinely good person and uh, I'm really honored to call her a friend so I can't wait to to get in touch with her and and talk to her a little bit about what it took to get there Um, so once again guys please hit the subscribe button Uh, go ahead and uh, leave me a comment with what you'd like to hear on the show, who you'd like to hear on the show, um, or uh, just tell me how I'm doing. Say, hey, what's going on? Guys,
2: until next time, I will talk to you soon.